Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to Siza and the Stash, two cats talking about sports. I am Austin the Stash. With me, as always, the one and only Parker Siza. That's right. Full on turkey and uh, <laughs> ready to go here for this podcast today. That and fried chicken. Yeah, fried chicken today. Today, right. we had our big insurance meeting you know, with a lot of businesses this time of year, renewing, changing insurance plans, all that sort Fun of stuff. Fun time of the year. Fun, Fun time. time of the year. Best part is... Our company is very kind and provides lunch for us, yeah, yep. which is as exciting as it gets when you talk about insurance. So I've had all the meats this weekend. I went, uh, I had a burger, I had Ooh. obviously turkey, I had ham, and now chicken. So, I wow. mean, that's within a five-day stretch, so that's, uh, that's pretty good. The only thing you're missing now is deer, and yeah. I've got that. I, I I made that for lunch. Obviously, didn't eat it today, mm. but... <laughs> good old venison. Venison, yeah. got some... Your own venison, or did somebody, uh, somebody get that else, venison for you? Uh, yeah. I am not a big hunter, Just ne- and was never a thing that like <laughs> I was really interested in or anything like that, but my brother-in-law and my sister love hunting Mm -hmm. my sister just got her first deer ever and that's very funny she has a little video of her like running up to check to see the deer and she's she's like five foot two and so she's just jumping around her little feet kicking and it's very nice um but no they they get like four or five deer a year or something like that whatever the legal limit is i don't want to try and out that yeah i don't know what it what it is either i don't know yeah but they they always get tons and tons of ground deer meat and this year they've got even more so i was like yeah sure i'll take some dude it's pretty good it is I was shocked. It I, is. I really thought that I was like, this is gonna be, this is gonna be eh at best. But you throw some sauce on mm-hmm. top of that thing, it's just like beef. You have back straps, uh, or I mean, I just got the ground, yeah. the ground deer. So right, no. yeah, back straps are my favorite part of the deer. It's right on the spine line, so uh-huh. you know you have that that piece of meat right yeah. there is unbelievably good. So. Uh, yeah, I have uh, to see if they <laughs> saved any. Of that. I would sure imagine they they probably yeah, kept. That. I would imagine any any hunter that shoots a deer gives away its meat probably keeps the back strap for themselves yeah. and then uh, gives away the rest. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, deer venison's great. I, I love venison. Love elk too. El- elk Haven't is my favorite kind of. Uh, which is elk considered venison? I don't know. I guess but, I would imagine so. Yeah. It's probably closer to venison than it would be yeah. beef. Yeah, yeah. Elk is. So good, so naturally, it's like naturally salty, which I think oh. is like I don't, I can't even describe. It. I'm not going to try to describe it, but uh, <laughs> it is, uh, it's very good, very good, very good. Some uh, the animal that I think is overhyped, the bison. I I like bison burgers and all that. Like I'm not, I'm a guy who likes beef. Mm-hmm. I love beef. Bison doesn't do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think I. I know I've had. A bison burger before i can't tell you what it was like though yeah. or like uh you know anything special so i see a lot of like obviously i follow a lot of like powerlifters, strongmen, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff and like brian shaw mm-hmm. he goes to costco and all he buy he like he will like buy them out of bison meat <laughs> buffalo meat and i'm like why just get it's ground beef is yeah. cheaper yep go buy it and it tastes better i don't get it i don't get it but, Neither uh, do I. Neither between do I. between the two of us, we've had many many of the meats, if not all of the meats. We have the meats. <laughs> not a sponsor. Bum, 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 bum. Arby's. We have the meats. <laughs> Stupid commercial. It clearly it works. It does work. It, it works really well on you. Yeah. 
I didn't know they had a jingle and everything. I just I just remember that we have the meats. Well, it's that one song, you know that dun 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 dun. dun. It's, it's that song that they put oh. behind it. So yeah, yeah, that's how I notice it. And uh, yeah, they got wagyu. Anyway, we got to stop talking about meats. Get to our get to the meat of the podcast <laughs> there it here. Is, you know what I mean? You know? Yeah. We got to get to the meat of the podcast, and that meat is Husker oh, football is. Over. It's over. Mercifully. Yeah. This will be the yeah. last time yeah. that we talk about a Husker football game this year. Can I say something real quick before Please. we get into most of it? Uh, this off season coming up, you're not going to hear any hype from me. You're not going to hear any Kool-Aid drinking from me. Whoa. Right? Nebraska need Nebraska next season, 2024, needs to go six and six. That's it. That's it. Just go six and six, right? So that's okay. that's what you're gonna All hear right. from me. All right, right. now continue, no, Austin. No, no, continue. No, no, no. We're, continue. We're, we're, we're gonna talk about you, Iowa. We're gonna talk on. about the game on Saturday on Friday. Immediately bypassing yeah. we have this yeah. whole rant section planned. Yeah, no, no, we're gonna get there. We're and gonna get you're there. Like, Austin, first off, we're middle gonna, finger. Yeah. I have something else that I want to say. You just gotta go to six and six. That's all. That, that's just, we're going to get into a lot more stuff. That's just going to be my tone and tenure throughout the next five, six, how, how long is it until August? Seven months, whatever it is. That's going to be my tone and tenure. We just need to get to six and six. Can we, we've, it's been seven years since we've been to a bowl game here in Lincoln. That is, that's unbelievable. I, I don't, yeah. But we'll we'll talk about this season. We'll talk about this terrible game against Iowa. Uh, But we need to get to six and six. How do I even move on from this? I don't know. Because I'm like, because all do you disagree? Yes, I disagree. What do we need to be? We need to be. We need at least. Eight wins. Yeah, no, no, no. You want to know why we need at least eight wins? Because Nebraska this year should have had eight wins. Nebraska this year with injuries, with all of the all the injuries, the lack of a quarterback, with all of the turnovers, we were what nine points away Mm. from being an eight-win football team. I'd have to go back, but that sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right. We yeah. were we were effectively single digits away, and mm-hmm. you're saying all we need to do is turn one of those into a win. Get the f- out of here, market. Market. I don't give a. I don't give a f- man. Double market. Yeah. Eight ten. No. Um. I'm shocked. I'm sick of it. No, because I'm sick of this. I'm I'm sick of this like talk that um you know we were five and three. Three weeks ago, four weeks ago, we're sitting here on this podcast talking about a bowl game like it was a guarantee. I mean, it it felt like like it it, was. And it was supposed to be. I mean, you know, you played Michigan State, Maryland, Wisconsin, and Iowa, and you had a not just a a good chance, not even just a great chance. You had you had a play to win you the game, right? In each Uh one of those games, you had some kind of play, whether it was at the end of the game or Michigan State, it was earlier on, whether they, you know, I think it was a fort, whatever it was, right? They had a play that could have won them the game. And you talk about that not happening. I, I, and now we're not going to a bowl game. All, All I, this is how Pete pissed I am right now at yeah. this season and just make a bowl game next year. That's all I want this program to do right now. Make a freaking bowl game. Six and six. That's it. Six that's all six that's all I'm gonna be looking at. Well, it technically is because we haven't made a bowl game in seven Ugh. years. We're the longest power five school without going to a bowl game in right now going. Seven years. Get to a bowl game for goodness sakes 
because next year you've got a you've got four straight home games followed by three cupcake games in the Big Ten before you turn into November, and then you got to play UCLA and USC and Oregon and Iowa and Wisconsin all in the last five weeks of the season. That's not going to be easy to do. I don't want to look ahead to next year at all at this point, Austin. I want to talk about how bad this season was and how bad this month of November was uh, for Nebraska. While, yes, uh, there, there, we could even talk about uh, all the progress that was made this year, which there certainly was some. Evidently, there was some. and uh, But, you know, right now it's just a, a really bad feeling uh, here in Lincoln. Another losing season and uh, another year where I'm going to go, look, just make a bowl. Because every year I say this. I say what you say. We need to, we, let's eight wins, right? Without eight wins this year. I thought eight wins in, in Scott Frost last year uh, when he got all those new coaches. You know, Casey Thompson comes in, Trey Palmer. Last year, last year the goal was still six. I was thinking eight. I was thinking eight in 2021. I was thinking that because we had a, a solid quarterback from Texas. And, yeah. and then we fired our coach three games in because the defense sucked. And uh, the offense wasn't picking up the slack. And then, you know, Frost leaves, Mickey Joseph comes in, the defense is all of a sudden better, but we can't win a game. We won those two in October, and that was it. We're 4-8, and eight, we're whatever we were last year. We beat Iowa at the end of the season. Now we just just get to a bowl game. Just get to a bowl game. That's all I want to see this program do. Uh, and uh, we'll have, the good news is too, Austin, we'll have plenty of time to uh, to chat about uh, the next uh, football season here for Nebraska. So, What am I even uh, supposed to say to this, Parker? Like, we're all, we'll just well, get because, to a bowl game. Because, like, how do you, who makes, the, who make, what kind of programs make the jump from four and eight, three and nine, five and seven, and then like eight and four? Ten and two, power fives. It just doesn't happen Matt in Rule's college football. Programs. Not, well, Matt Rule's programs do that. Well, no, they, and now they go instead one of going ten. one and ten, they've gone five and yeah. seven. Yeah, that's what Matt Rule. Oh my gosh. Well, Matt Parker, Rule goes. Uh, Matt Rule goes one and ten uh-huh. at, at Baylor and Temple, and then he goes six and six. Uh-huh. So if you're talking about like okay. Like, if you want to put the formula in there, yeah, all right, yeah, so uh-huh. one win. Now he's won five here in his first year at this yeah. school. So that must mean... Eight wins. That must mean that. Okay. That must all mean right. eight wins. I would love to see it. This I would is love to see the it. logic running yeah. through my brain here, yeah. man. Listen, at this point, I don't even want... I, I'm At this point, I don't even want to talk about the season that happened. Yeah. Because, like, it was so... It was so what do you frustrating. Think, real quick, what do you think... It, are you like me in thinking that it completely came down to the quarterback or because that's what some people say it's like the the quarterback play for nebraska hindered this team from game one to To game 12 right i mean and there was there were uh, other than the month of october when they won when heinrich was healthy and playing well forget those but every other loss came down to the quarterback play being insufficient and uh, i've never I've never been a part of a Nebraska team that's because I, I never thought that even through the first few games, Jeff Sims was bad, Heinrich was coming in, still turning the ball over a little bit, but winning games. I never thought that the quarterback position would hinder Nebraska this much, even looking back at it in the end of November, and it did that. And uh, that's the most amazing part to me is that the the quarterback was that bad uh, for Nebraska this year. A combination of Heinrich, of course, Jeff Sims, and and Chubba Purdy. I mean, Chubba was was okay last couple of weeks. You know, obviously couldn't well, win them but a game, I mean, but that's kind that of the was thing. the big thing with Nebraska. To me, this year was their quarterbacks were so bad they turned over the ball twenty five times out of the thirty one turnovers that Nebraska had this season, either an interception or a fumble by the quarterback. And to me, that was the the deal breaker. That that's why we're five and seven here. We're not six and six, or we're not seven and five going to a bolt game. It's because our quarterbacks were that bad and uh, just cost him a lot of football games. I would have agreed with you two weeks ago, but then 
two weeks ago, Nebraska played a game where they only turned the ball over yeah. once. And at, Wisconsin, at, yeah. Uh, yeah, against Wisconsin. Against a very bad Wisconsin mm-hmm. team. I no longer believe that it was just the quarterback because if it was just the quarterback, and listen, I am I am one hundred percent on the on board with saying that the quarterback play hindered Nebraska because if you have, I mean, Casey Thompson is a, is a great example of it. You know, last year, mm-hmm. if you have a good quarterback who who can make plays for you, you can win games that you aren't expected to win. Right? Uh, the, the Nebraska. With Casey Thompson, this year would probably be a whole different yeah, story. Yeah. Probably a wildly different story. It would very much be, yeah. But but when Nebraska didn't lose because they turned the ball over, they just lost because they were bad. Yeah. That tells me that it's not just a quarterback issue. As much as the quarterback is the one making the decisions and the quarterback is the one who turned the ball over the most this year, mm-hmm. I can't put that blame entirely on the quarterbacks because there was the one game that we were supposed to win because they were the worst team with a worse quarterback and we still lost. Yep. yep. And so what so, is it? So what is it? Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Because defense is a top I mean you can't the, say anything has been has been the defense the defense has been put <laughs> in terrible situations year in and year out and, and week in and week out this season and they were still a top twenty defense nationally. So it's not that it's not special teams. Uh, well, it is maybe par- a special it is team. partially maybe. special mm-hmm. teams because Kemp. when we take a look at at you know when it comes to the returns, you know, Billy Kemp yeah. Had yeah. stopped returning the football. Yeah. You know, Ethan Nation fumbled a couple, fumbled times. A couple times. The uh, Alvano was not a consistent kicker. So like the special teams is not good. Right. It, it's fine, but it's not good. He's not missing extra points. Yep, yep. but. It's not good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that is that is definitely a part of it. I mean, Alvano missed a kick. Yep. There was a point where... Bad. bad I, that was bad. way There was right. no way doubt left. about it. There was no <laughs> doubt about it. That thing wasn't going anywhere near. When it comes to the offensive side of the ball, there's so much more to the picture than just the quarterbacks. It is a young offensive line. It is, it is the positions like wide receiver and running back that aren't special like <laughs> nobody on that team you can look at and go man that guy's a real talent yep. right now right now right now they can right. always develop yeah. i mean yeah. i love malachi coleman don't get me wrong he's a young kid who i Caleb think can, yeah. yeah the uh, uh joshua fleeks mm-hmm. all those guys have potential but what they don't have right now is actual like talent like right. actual s- set in stone best player on the field mm-hmm. Every single one of the best players on the Huskers team was on the defensive side of the football. And it's not even close. It's like the top, I would even argue a lot of the second team defensive guys were better than the guys who were starting on offense when it, when it came down to the end of the season, right? And so how do you fix an offense that is that bad? The quick answer is get a quarterback that can overcome that. Yep. Make the make it so that and we saw the quarterback as the best athlete on the offensive side of the ball the entire way until Chubba Purdy came in. I wouldn't consider Chubba Purdy the best athlete on the field no. when he was at quarterback, but I would say Heinrich Harburg was, and I would say Jeff Sims most definitely was yeah. the best athlete. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't the best decision makers, but they were the best athletes on the field. And so you need a guy who is the best athlete that also can make those decisions. And guess what? I don't think you can find that in the transfer portal. Those guys are already 
at the school that they're going to be at and be successful at. Yeah, and right? you think about you think about quarterbacks too. Let, let's put ourselves in the position of a uh, one of the best quarterbacks in college football who's transferring from a school. Yeah, are you coming to Nebraska? Like, are you coming to Nebraska? You want to you want your job to be solidified, right? If you're entering the transfer portal, yeah. you want to know that the school you're transferring to, you want to start, right? You want to be that starting uh-huh. quarterback. Is Nebraska in a place where they can do that anymore and, and tell a quarterback, hey, you're going to come in here, you're going to be the starter? We did that last year with Jeff the, Sims. It didn't work out very well. The answer is yes. The answer nah, is tough, yes. That's, that's on Jeff Sims. That's yeah. not on Nebraska. No, yeah, Jeff yeah. Sims sucked. Nebraska yeah. did not suck. I mean, Nebraska sucked for putting him in that position. Yes. That, that's not a Nebraska problem. Jeff Sims was the guy who screwed that up, yep. right? And so, rightfully so, Heinrich Harburg came in and did the job. And then Heinrich Harburg got hurt, supposedly. Is that that's yeah, kind of had an ankle sprain? Why wasn't he playing at the end of the year then? Because <laughs> he was hurt. He was banged up. He was losing, he hobbling was, around, he was limping around. Did you see him on the sidelines, limping around. Yeah, and he was losing games in uh, in Michigan State and uh, Maryland a little bit. But and yeah. so the idea that uh, a quarterback could come in. And immediately start is still there, right? Yes, I don't think that I don't think Heinrich Harburg has the job locked up in any by any my, means, and I don't think Chubba Purdy has the job locked no. up by any means. My point is, I don't know how you can. Tr- I think you need to have a quarterback battle in the spring because there wasn't one last year. There there wasn't yeah. one in the spring because. Jeff came in and, uh, you know, he told uh, Matt Rule, told Casey, he said, Casey Thompson, by the way, this is our guy right here. You know, Jeff Sims, he's going to be the starter. Uh, he told that to Logan Smothers. Logan Smothers has left. That been confirmed? They transferred has, has that. Has that I'm pretty been sure. confirmed? I, no, like, no but I'm pretty like, sure. Why else would Casey transfer? Why, why else, if he know. knew that he could be, if he could go and battle in the spring, why would he transfer away? Why would Logan Smothers have transferred away? I think this is my theory. And and I think that when Jeff Sims was the uh, transfer quarterback in here, he was the transfer quarterback to start the 2023 football season at Nebraska. And they went into the entire spring semester with that. And they went into the entire summer with that and the entire fall camp with that. And then started the first two games and we saw how it went. And then I think you saw this offensive staff put their tail between their legs and go, this didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um and now, how do they approach that? How do they approach that differently going into the offseason? That remains to be seen. Look, I'm with you. There, there are some good quarterbacks out there. Will Rogers at Mississippi State is going to enter the transfer portal. There are other ones. Holy Cross, apparently. Yeah, Holy Cross University apparently has a really bang-up transfer portal quarterback that a lot of people have their eyes on. And uh, Coastal Carolina, there are other ones out there. Maybe they could, Maybe that's what they need if they do get one of those quarterbacks that that changes expectations right for for what this guy can do but uh well, I'm, but I'm just that. I'm just wondering my point is I'm wondering if Nebraska if if Matt Rule or this program is in a position to uh, anoint another starting quarterback in the spring bring a quarterback in for the purposes bring the quarterback in in the next couple of weeks when the transfer portal opens for the purposes of starting the 2024 football season I think that's dangerous I think you need to have I, I liked what Chubba looked like this year. I just think he needs an offseason to work on his on his game a little bit. I think Heinrich might be the same boat. One of those two could be the starters in the fall, and we could also have a transfer portal quarterback here as a backup or maybe starting, getting ready to start as well for, here, for next season. But here's that's what I will where my say mind goes. Between Chubba Purdy and Heinrich Harburg. I think that Chubba Purdy as a passer looked good. He I I, I think that Chubba and Heinrich have two very different problems. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Heinrich's problem is that he's not accurate. He makes pretty good decisions, but he's not very accurate. He doesn't hang on to the football, right? Those are his problems. Chubba Purdy just kind of makes, like, just doesn't always see the field exactly right. Like, his awareness stat is really low if you're playing NCAA. And that's something that you can fix. You can learn to be aware of different things. The more he sees that interception he threw the last one against yeah. Iowa, there was a linebacker right in the middle of the yeah. field. The more reps you get, the less the less that the happens. let is going to happen because uh, that was a terrible interception. It right, was. Right. But uh, I, I see what you mean there. So I would rather, I can't believe I'm going to say this, I would rather have Chubba Purdy, I, I think Chubba Purdy wins out if, if, in a, if in a battle between him and Heinrich Harburg. Just yeah. because... Heinrich Harburg has that guy mentality, but he doesn't have that guy quarterbacking uh-huh, skills uh-huh, to uh-huh. back it up. You know what I mean? So what happens with another quarterback? If they take a, uh, let, let's just name if the Coastal Carolina starting quarterback right now, and he is a, a senior who graduates and transfers here to Nebraska, how do you enter in a guy, another transfer portal quarterback into the You want to crown him? Crown his ass. <laughs> You, Coach Green, that's right, right absolutely. Yeah. If you want, if you want to bring in a guy and then tell the guys here, hey, this is the guy yep. because you guys sucked last year. Yep. Bold or, move or, on your choice, or get ready to battle here in the spring. Like, we are going to do a, I, a full evaluation on who is going to be the quarterback. Sure. Here. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, full evaluation. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Coach speak. You want to? I would put love in for you to it. be a head coach. It'd be so great. I, I just like. I would love to be your uh, chief of operations on your football staff. Yeah. Uh, you know. Hey. Uh, Hey, I'm, we're heading out. We, we need to we need to get like a bunch of offensive linemen for our uh, for our next year's recruiting class. Find the best guys and uh, get them here. If you don't, then then we're screwed. <laughs> well, right? I mean, I, I mean, I, isn't I don't that know. isn't that the job? I think it's hard. I think it's hard. Yeah, no it's very shit, hard it's to hard. recruit Damn in college it. football. What is happening with me? Twenty four ten. Set five already. Yeah. Today. Yeah. <laughs> in a whole three minutes, we gotta cut. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like. That's the job. I know. That's I know. the job. The job is go out, find the best players, and then bring them bring them in and have the best football team. Guess what? Ohio State doesn't have a problem doing that. Wisconsin normally doesn't have a problem doing that. And even this year, they were better than us. Uh, teams like Michigan were able to do it. Alabama has been a top-tier team for a freaking decade or two even at this point. They don't have a problem getting the best players now that the job now is to find the next guys that are not going to Alabama that are not going to Georgia. Mm -hmm. You have to find the next best guys and say, Hey, you see those guys that are Alabama and Georgia, they were better than you. Then you have to be better than them now. Right. Matt rule is supposed to be this guy. He's supposed to be the guy that develops people into these kinds of players that looking back, you go, how the heck did that guy end up at temple? Right. That's what he is supposed to be doing. And so <laughs> the idea that it's so wild to think just like go I, get I, these I, guys or we're screwed. I, that's no. that's the whole thing. If you don't go get the guys, then we're screwed. <laughs> You're right. I was being a little bit hyperbolic. Is that sure, the right word sure. when I was saying that? I I just think that this turnaround that is that Matt Rule is responsible here at Nebraska is among one of the biggest 
turnarounds in the history of college football. Like, you, you can't. You can be good at Alabama because Alabama's been good under Nick Saban. You can mm-hmm. be. You can be good, and you can recruit at Ohio State, no matter who the coach is there, because they're Ohio State. And they have an an athletic endowment. They have an endowment of millions, and they have an athletic fund of that's double the size of Nebraska. Wisconsin's even similar boat. They're they're a little bit more toward Ohio State than Nebraska. Nebraska is kind of uh, I mean it's falling down. It, we we haven't made a bowl game in seven years. So the turnaround for that, the ask for that to make this team go from you know bottom feeder, bottom feeder, very good is too much, too much. By the way, Nick Saban. I just wanted to look this up because you brought up mm-hmm. Nick Saban. Nick Saban went uh, five and seven his first year at Alabama. Uh, oh so really? I just have to. Just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> that was right after he. That was right after he uh, joined the. Um, uh, he, well, he was at Miami, right? Failed mm-hmm. at Miami, yeah. and then uh, was five and seven his first year at Alabama. So I just just, just just throw things just out. An right? Interesting I mean, fact for you. It, it, Rebuilds. I don't know anything about college football rebuilding and, uh, and program rebuilding. NCAA 14. I really, yeah. I've rebuilt, yeah. I rebuilt Georgia Southern to be a to, to be a national championship program. Made Tulane the green wave. That's man. right. They were on fire in NCAA 08. Uh, no, I had I had Wyoming. Wyoming was always my team in yeah. NCAA uh, 08. Yeah, just because. Really? Yep. Yep. Have really? I not told you much about my? No. Uh, can, can we can we get off Nebraska now? Can Listen, I talk to you but, about? Final thoughts on Nebraska is that I do have hope for the future. I think that I have more hope and will drink more Kool-Aid than you will, and I will try to get you shots of Kool-Aid the rest of the time. I say that right now, but here, I'm going to be drinking Kool-Aid in a month. But no, I, I, I do too. I have a lot of hope for the future. I want to talk about some positive things, uh, some positive things. And, and a friend, I was watching the game with a friend back home um, who I, he, he, he has been like one of those pessimistic Nebraska fans for the last 10 years. Like we're yeah. going back to Polini. Like when Polini was going nine and three, but getting beat by Wisconsin 52 to 17 and giving, you know, he was that negative about the program. It's like, yeah. come on, we're still winning nine games now, nah, but we, su-, you know, and then Mike Riley, you know, forget about it. There yeah. were, re- anyway. He is one of those pessimistic, half glass empty Husker fans. Is that how it is? Half glass, yeah. half empty. Glass, half empty. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Husker fans who was saying, you know, this is the first time uh, watching a Nebraska football team throughout the season where I legitimately saw the pile move in Nebraska, the pile of offensive linemen, defensive linemen move in Nebraska's direction more times in a single season than I've ever seen it. That tells me that physicality and trenches are getting better at this program and the off have you heard us bitch about the offensive line or defensive line this year no i don't think no. so no i mean it, it there, hasn't there's been. one there was one maybe one week where we're like man this yeah. this offensive line is really young yeah yeah and and they even had so much rotated in and out there they did a great job this season mm-hmm. donovan rayola head uh offensive line coach did a great job terrence knighton uh, did a great job with the defensive line the defense was positive as well the young wide receivers uh, Jalen Lloyd, Austin. There were only two wide receivers in the Big Ten this entire season who had more than three touchdown receptions, 50 yards or more. Only two of them. Jalen Lloyd at Nebraska and a Heisman contender, Marvin Harrison Jr. at Ohio State. That's pretty freaking good, right? Yeah. We have one of the most dynamic, and he's a freshman. He's going to be on the all-freshman team in the Big Ten, right? Uh, that's that's Jalen Lloyd. Malachi Coleman's great, too. Uh, so you you have that. There's a lot of excitement they just, 
I, th- I think Matt Rule has to do a uh, a little deep dive in his offense uh, over this offseason, figure out what is going to get this team to stop shooting itself in the foot and just making plays and playing maybe a little more free and then keeping up the same consistencies with the defense. Because if this this, de- this defense isn't losing anybody. I think the two deeps are on, on the D-line and the linebackers are all like freshmen and sophomores, yeah. which is awesome. Now, you, you will lose some linebackers. Luke Reimer, I think, is going to be gone. Nick Henrich might be gone as well. But uh, you're getting a, a lot back. So that's exciting. It's a young football team. And uh, watching that game, too, I think uh, it was uh, was it Ross Tucker, who was the color guy for CBS, yeah. uh, who was talking. He said, you know, yeah, Nebraska, you may be disappointed, but look, Iowa, you look at Iowa's roster, they're all seniors. Like, they're all seniors or juniors, you know, experienced players. You look at Nebraska's roster, everybody is a freshman, second-year freshman, redshirt freshman, uh, a redshirt sophomore or a sophomore. Like, they are, there's so much youth on this roster, which is exciting for the future. And uh, we'll see. We'll see how it how it works out. I don't know. Clearly, for you, six and six. That's as, that's all. That's, that's your what basement. I want to see. That's that's that that is the basement, right? Like that's yeah. the basement. That 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 is. I mean, come on. It's better than like if we go six and six next year at this time, we'll feel a little bit better than if we were five and seven and missed a bowl game for the eighth straight year, right? So sure. that's the baseline, and we'll just uh, we'll temper expectations as we see who's coming into this football program in the future. So now NCAA eight, yeah, uh, Wyoming. Wyoming, Wyoming football. So uh, my I uncle, guess you were you were out. Yeah, out in the Which panhandle. Way? Panhandle that way. That yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, it was we're pointing to our right. That's west. Um, yeah, I was out in the panhandle. Uh, I lived in Alliance. We lived uh, two and a half hours from Laramie, Wyoming, which is where uh, Wyoming is. And the Wyoming football coach from, I think, 2004 to 2008 was a guy named Joe Glenn, who is uh, who was in the Army uh, reserves with my uncle Jerry and they were best friends in the army reserves and he oh. was the head football coach for army Joe Glenn also coached the Montana Grizzlies to like two national championships I think in the late 90s and so he wasn't like a major college football coach but he coached the Wyoming Cowboys for four years and we got free tickets so we went to every home Wyoming football game we probably missed like two or three uh from like 2004 to 2008 so we would we had these seats that were right under this like little um imagine the stands and then imagine uh, a second level uh, of the stands with like stairs that come up kind of like this. Mm -hmm. So there's like a little cubby right under those stairs and our seats were right in there. So if it rained or snowed, we could just stand under the cubby and watch this football game. So I was a big Wyoming football fan. Who Uh, are some of the the dogs? Who are some of the guys that you remember? Javon Bonite was a, was a wide receiver. He was, yeah, Javon Bonite was really good. Uh, Austin Carter Samuels was a really good quarterback for them for a long time. Wow. I'm going down memory lane here. Yeah, brother. Um, uh, Mitch Unrein uh, was an NFL player. Mitch Unrein, he was on the D-line, played for the Broncos, played for the Patriots, I think, too. Mitch Unrein was nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I And then, so I kind of ended, Josh Allen obviously went to Wyoming. I, that was past my time. I hadn't. I didn't, didn't see any Josh Allen games at uh, Wyoming. Austin Carter Samuels was his last, Joe Glenn's last quarterback there. And uh, yeah, I mean, that was, that was like, Fun early memory. I was, you know, from the time I was probably eight to twelve, went to almost every home Wyoming football game. So that's really yeah, cool. That was uh, back in the day. So shout out Joe Glenn and uh, yeah, we, who uh, I, I talked to. It was a couple years ago. We got to talk to him. We got to see him again. But uh, yeah, he was a uh, he was a good football coach there for a while. Yeah. 
There you go. Do a Google search on him out there if anybody's <laughs> ever interested. He does. Uh, he sings the fight song. Oh man, he, he used to sing the fight song. Uh, Cowboy Joe. He'd play the piano and sing the fight song of, of his school. Really? He's a, he's a musician. He's an incredibly talented guy. So, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sounds really cool. We should have him on the podcast. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> be his first ever podcast, probably. He's like 85 right now, I want to oh, say. Like is 80, he? Yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty old. Listen, so. I, I yeah. respect Joe for all the work he put in. We're not having him on the podcast. All right, Joe. You know, back in my day. <laughs> we would, he doesn't sound like that either. He said, yeah. Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bad end of the football season, though, for Nebraska, man. Let's well, uh, let's know. move on. Let's move on. Bad end, but uh, you know we got. Well, I mean, it was kind of a bad weekend for Husker for the Huskers in general. The well, your prediction of Wisconsin coming in and beating Nebraska at home worked. Worked yep. is is correct. Should and, I be disappointed about that? Because I I even told that to my family at Christmas. I was like, guys. I, do we want Nebraska to win this game against Wisconsin? Do we understand the pressure that it would take for this team to go undefeated in the regular season and then go through a tournament where they're undefeated, looking to be undefeated, perfect champions? I don't know if we want that. I just want to win the national championship. So I told my my family's all pissed at me after oh, Nebraska yeah. got beat. And they go, I hope you're happy. And I'll go, well, when we win a national championship, you're going to thank me because we didn't have all. You're going to thank me because we didn't have all that pressure. Uh, no, okay. Anyway, Nebraska got swept uh, by Wisconsin on Friday. It was not a good game. I did watch that game a little bit. Um, it, was, it was ugly. Wisconsin had our number the entire time. We turned around and we beat Minnesota, a good Minnesota team, mm-hmm. the very next day in Minneapolis on Saturday, so that was good. Hey, 28-1, and right? I mean, you know, it's not 29-0, and which we thought, hey, we could do and, and get into the tournament. We're the number one overall seed uh, going into the NCAA tournament, which starts uh, on Friday uh, there for the Husker volleyball team, but uh, pretty good uh, pretty good end to the season. Yeah, you're right, though. That Wisconsin game was not great uh, there for the Big Red. You know, it... it it was wild because they started on like a four or five, like four or five point run to start, and for it to then just kind of Wisconsin, yeah, yeah it, it fizzled. That's the perfect way of describing it. Wisconsin just stood, stuck it through the storm, uh, and just kept on keeping on, which is how Wisconsin yeah. handles their business. And they're they're, you know, that you talk about an experienced volleyball team. I mean, they have uh, a couple of seniors on their team that were on that championship team that beat Nebraska, what, two years ago, three years ago, mm-hmm. I guess it was. That was a long time. I mean, Nebraska has nobody on their roster that was on uh, the uh, championship team that got runner-up uh, a couple years ago. So uh, that, that just goes to show you how experienced Wisconsin is and how young Nebraska is, but how, uh, again, Nebraska gets the uh, number one overall seed. So, Nebraska cool. gets the number one overall seed. Uh, the other one seeds are Pitt, obviously Wisconsin, Stanford. and Stanford. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those are the rest the of trees. the number one seeds. <laughs> the fighting trees. Fighting trees. Uh, so Nebraska, the in their top end of the bracket, they're, the number two seed there is Kentucky. Which mm-hmm. they've been a pretty decent team. Like yep. they're 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 no they slouch. Beat, uh, no, I mean, Nebraska I think swept them right earlier mm-hmm. this year in, in September, Kentucky. So, and um, then was I mean, it seems like Wisconsin is a shoe in. Their 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 bracket is <laughs> pretty easy. Uh, I mean, they've got Purdue still in their on in their quarter of the bracket. Purdue and Oregon are the two and three seeds. Which I mean, Purdue they lost to Purdue, which. Mm-hmm. 
Who knows? Who knows? Anything could happen. Yep. And then uh, down below, I still think Texas is going to make it through. I don't. I Stanford's good, but I think Texas is going to be the ones that make it through to the Final Four. Louisville and Pitt. Uh, there Which are... Louisville is in Nebraska's bracket, so right I, I, in their in their top half. So Nebraska would meet up, I think, in the uh, Elite Eight with Louisville. I think it's or, uh, no, 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 Louisville, or is it Kentucky, uh, Wait, Kentucky. It's Kentucky. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. I looked at that wrong. Uh, and so you know, it, it's looking like it's going to be Pitt. In my mind, it's Pitt, Texas, Wisconsin, Nebraska right. in the Final Four, right. and then Wisconsin, Nebraska in the in the national championship. Real quick. There are three Nebraska teams mm-hmm. in this bracket. Obviously, Nebraska, UNO, and Creighton all in this tournament, which you is kind of cool. You want to hear something else? So, I do. It, it, Wayne State, uh, they're in the national tournament in NCAA Division II. Uh, mm-hmm. UNK is in the national tournament in Division II. Peru State is in the national tournament in Division II. Shattern State out in the West. Adding every NCAA volleyball team in the state of Nebraska. And you even include uh, Concordia and the NAIA. You include Midland in the NAIA. Uh, it's another team, right, too, I think. Um there are so many Nebraska schools that are in uh, their tournaments. This is a volleyball state, yeah. uh, Austin. Absolutely. No question about it. Gosh, that's cool. Yeah. Gosh, that's cool. Uh, we should. So um, we should do a do a bracket like challenge. Yeah, bracket challenge bracket for the challenge. volleyball. Yeah. The thing is, so yeah, Nebraska and LIU. That's Long Island University. Hey, we're walking, we're walking in. in. Hey, we're trying to play volleyball. <laughs> Nebraska's played Long Island. Like every year, haven't they? No, I don't what know. am I thinking of? I don't know. <laughs> I can't think. No. Long Beach. You're Long thinking of Long Beach State. Yeah, that was former Nebraska uh, assistant coach Tristan right. Hildebrand is there. So uh, if they you know win that, then they play the winner of Del- well, we should win that, right? Uh, yeah. Come on, if we lose a long, it's not even. Don't, bring it, that. We're not don't even. Bring even. It. Not even bring it. All right, so we win that. Not we even play the winner. Uh, Missouri, seventeen and twelve. They're the eight seed. It could be that one uh, the following day for the Huskers. And then they go to regionals after that. You know, we're talking about Georgia Tech, Florida, Arkansas, uh, top five seeds in that bracket there with the Huskers. You, you mentioned Kentucky. They're at the, they're that two seed there. James Madison, Florida State or other seeded teams. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, obviously it looks like Nebraska, it looks like a doable, uh, first, second round once they get to regionals, you know, got to start playing. That's when good the challenges so, start yep, coming in, yep. but. I mean, this is such a good Nebraska team. Omaha has Kansas, uh, by the way, in their uh, first round. That's right. And um, gosh, that would be a big upset. Yeah, Kansas yeah. is the four seed. So Omaha, yeah, they got in at fifteen and thirteen, pretty good. And where's Creighton? Creighton is uh, is taking on Colgate. Oh yeah, will probably win the first round, and then they take on Utah. <laughs> Don't Honestly, forget to brush your teeth that day, Creighton. <laughs> Take all your plaque away. Uh, Creighton looks like they could, you know, seeding wise, they could make it to a regional. But they'll take on, they will likely take on Utah State in the second round, and then they would likely take on Louisville mm. uh, if the seeding goes with no upsets. Then uh, Louisville and Creighton. Can you imagine going. Creighton and Nebraska in the Final Four? Because that's how it could meet. That to, is meet how up. it could. Yeah, that'd be wild. Whoa. That Man, would be wild. Talk about a volleyball state then. Mm. <laughs> uh, there was another uh, Nebraska women's soccer match. Oh, yeah. That, that also ended poorly for Nebraska. Hey, but Nebraska women's soccer made the Elite Eight of the NCAA right. tournament, which is uh, impressive. 
Uh, John Walker, uh, the head coach for uh, women's soccer, has done an incredible job this year. They had one of the best soccer players in the nation, Eleanor Dale, who is going to be named or maybe has been named uh, the Big Ten Player of the Year. Uh, she led the conference in goals and, and goal attempts, uh, shots, I guess. So she was incredible. She she kind of carried, uh, helped carry Nebraska women's soccer all season long. And they took, so they played Stanford. I didn't watch this game, but I heard about it. So it was 1-0 most of the game, right? And then mm-hmm. the final few minutes, there were two minutes left to go in the game. And Nebraska had a goal to tie it up. The team goes crazy. It was really cool to see that. They go to overtime. Stanford scores about halfway in a 30-minute overtime period, mm-hmm. and that was enough for them. Uh, Nebraska didn't score after that. So they fought hard on the road at Stanford, who I think was still going on. I think that they're either in the championship or they've moved on. So, um, yeah, good, good for them. I mean, that that's awesome. They won an overtime 2-1. to one. And uh, a really special season for uh, for Husker women's soccer. I don't think Absolutely. a lot of people were were projecting that, getting ready for that. And uh, yeah, they did they did very well. So yeah. All right. Well, I mean, we've talked about the seasons that have ended. We've talked about the se- the regular season that has ended, and now we look forward to uh, the volleyball tournament. Yeah. Nebraska has something special going on with their basketball team right now. You know, I would say so. What so, so they're they're undefeated. Yes. Yes. Tell me a little bit about about Nebraska men's basketball right now. So Nebraska men's basketball 8-0, Austin. This is the first time since the 1992-1993 season they have started a year 8-0, which uh, you know, Nebraska men's basketball there there has been no suck positive history. Period, <laughs> right? We made yeah. the tournament one time in the last 25 years and that was about 10 years ago mm-hmm. uh when we got blitzed by Baylor, right? So there hasn't yeah. been anything good uh to say about this Nebraska team, but I've seen a few games here so far. Their guard play is the the best word to say about it is just experienced. Like they just oh. they know they know what to do, they know no, what not to do. I mean, man, and they they just everybody on this team is I think has played college basketball for more than two years. Now we're talking about the meat. There are obviously some freshmen that come in and play and even some sophomores, but uh, the the true bare bones of this team, that's probably not the right word to say, <laughs> the true like nature of this team yeah. is, is the, the starting five is experience. Like All of these guys have more than two years of college experience. They come from different uh, schools, too. Josiah Alec is a transfer from New Mexico. He's the really bushy-haired, long-haired yeah. guy, ties it up in a in a ponytail back there, just lets that thing flop around. Yeah, it's good stuff. He's like physical. He'll, he'll want to beat you up. He started three years at New Mexico, came over here. Uh, Kese Tomanaga is continuing to be incredible. I mean, he went five for five, I think, the other night against Cal State Fullerton uh, when they <laughs> won. So uh, he's great. 8-0 is, is awesome because it seems like Nebraska basketball would always lose a game to Incarnate Word or like yeah. IUPUI in the middle of November that made no sense. Or they'd lose... You know, they always played like a mid-season tournament where they'd go down and play Oklahoma, or, uh, you know, like a Thanksgiving week tournament where they go and play Oklahoma. And they, yeah. they got beat by Oklahoma last year. That's only why I, I pulled them out. Or they'd play like, uh, you know, uh, Cal and they lose to Cal. They play UCLA, lose the, but they, they beat Oregon State. They've beaten everybody that's kind of been in front of them so far. It hasn't been world beaters that they've played, but still the fact that they haven't dropped that prototypical Nebraska basketball game to incarnate word yes. is, I think, a positive sign. 
And now it's Creighton, man. It's the 15th-ranked Creighton Blue Jays on Sunday in Lincoln. They've already announced a red out uh, for nice. that game. So uh, the team is going to be in their all-red jerseys, which is cool. And, uh, yeah, look, looking forward to that. That's going to be one of the biggest Nebraska basketball games in a long time. Probably, I would say, since the Creighton game. Uh, or, sorry, since the uh, Kansas game, which was about four or five was still in college. Uh, I don't know if you remember much about that one. Uh, that was about four or five years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, we uh, we lost. We, we were good that season. We just beat Creighton by twenty. That's right. Uh, and then we had uh, another week, and then lost to Kansas on a last second shot when That's uh, right. V freaking Mikhailuk uh, was his name. V <laughs> Mikhailuk hit the three point shot. Nebraska lost. That was a big game. Like a lot of hype going into that game. It was actually the game that uh, so it was twenty seventeen because Scott Frost and his staff was introduced. Uh-huh. At the court before the game, yeah. so yeah, that was uh, that was that one. Anyway, <laughs> we need to beat Creighton, though. We need to beat Creighton. That's yeah. all I got to say. Unless yes, we're, you know, hey, we're in Nebraska podcast. Are, are there any Creighton fans? I mean, come on, are there? Are a, no, I don't. No, think so. I don't think so. I don't I think hate Creighton. I don't think Creighton fans exist. I think they. I think they just sell a lot of like stickers to random people, and they're like, here, here's yeah, a sticker, take one. and they're like, I don't know what Creighton is. They're like. <laughs> We're, it doesn't matter. Put the sticker on your car. <laughs> Here's a free t-shirt, man. <laughs> I feel like a lot of homeless people are, are right. fans of Creighton because they just keep tossing out t-shirts. <laughs> like, here you go. You, you got this, man. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, you look at the, uh, like the total, what I want to say, the total net worth of some Creighton graduates. Uh, man, they're, they're pretty rich over there. So, you know, they're, they're pretty hob, hobnobbery, yeah, as you would sure. say, uh, which is why I don't like them. But anyway, no. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, I need to give a shout out mm-hmm. to, once again, Paul Pasolka. <laughs> shout out a couple weeks The superintendent ago. or the, the, superintendent. the principal? Oh, okay. yeah, 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 superintendent. The reason why is because he was a math teacher at Creighton Prep. Oh, when yeah. he first came out of out of college. How long ago was he at Creighton Prep? He was at Creighton Prep while I was in like eighth grade. Mm, okay, never mind. Something like that. So a while. He might not know my uh, my cousin currently uh, teaches biology at Creighton Prep and is the has been the football coach for about ten years. Okay. So he's so, been there about ten years as as a teacher coach. So, so unlikely, yeah, yeah, unlikely that he knows him. But uh, but yeah. So uh, there you go, Creighton. TJ, Creighton Prep. Yeah, TJ Fife is my uh, cousin there, who's the uh, Creighton Prep defensive coordinator. I actually should say, too, he uh, he resigned as a defensive coordinator oh. after this last season. He's recently had some kids. Uh, they, his wife, they just had a kid recently, and he's just going to uh, teach only now and, and kind of give up football. So, Congratulations. Hey, yes, that's, hey, that's good for him. That's good stuff. Yep, yep. That's good stuff, man. Okay, what else? What else do we have to talk about? I'm trying to convince, <laughs> I'm trying to convince Gene to... Trade me a quarterback in our fantasy league. You are also <laughs> you know, trying to convince Gene. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm close to calling it a season. Ooh. I'm close, Austin. I, I don't know if I. I don't know if my team is sal- salvageable. You have a very good team, I and do. what I worry about is that uh, even if I do try to trade for quarterbacks, if I try to get uh, some more <laughs> options on my roster, uh, I, I still won't run into the buzzsaw. That is the. Um, uh, uh, no punt intended. I was trying to find your team name. Yeah, no, the yeah, no yeah. punt intended. The dynasty uh, that no <laughs> punt intended uh, has put up there. So, uh, yeah, anyway. 
Good job. I, but you're, you're looking at making some changes there for quarterbacks. Well, Let's go through because your quarterback right now is Justin Herbert. And, yeah, uh, he's but been that's not solid. the one that I'm worried about. And then there's uh, Gardner Minshew. Gardner the Minshew, the the, <laughs> the stash himself, the stash of the yeah. stash. You how know, would you part ways with him? How could I? Pretty easily, honestly. <laughs> he he had a good week this week, 16 points, and then I've got Kenny Pickett. The, the problem is is that the guy that was my number two, Anthony Richardson, yeah. he was out mm-hmm. a long mm-hmm. time ago. But, yeah, I feel like I'm just a, a decent second quarterback away from being like a, a true contender. Yeah. Because right now, like, Team Tinglehoff and uh, – and Tyler Cavalli, those two, man, those two are on fire. And freaking Anthony's team put up like 180 points yep. this week. Oh, it's going to be tough for he's for no got he's got CJ Stroud. Uh, he's got Christian McCaffrey, Tony Pollard. Uh, he has right there. I mean, CJ Stroud is putting up numbers uh, yeah. this year as a rookie. And then C Mac is like the most points producer at the running back position that there is. So yeah, yeah no surprise that uh, our boss is doing well. Good for him though. Good for him. Uh, I hope that keeps him happy over there. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and of course, job, I don't even want to talk about the high roller picks, man. Yeah, I do. Um, <sighs> of course you do. What, so what, give it to me. You were zero and four uh, ah! in your high roller picks. However, uh, you were two and one in your Thanksgiving Day. Uh, special. Um, mm-hmm. The only one you missed was the Seahawks. I think you had the Seahawks covering. They got bounced uh, by yeah. the 49ers. And the only one I missed was the uh, Detroit spread. I thought every, <laughs> I had every, I think every home, yeah, every, no? You picked every favorite. Every favorite. I every could, favorite I remember the cow. Yeah, and the Cowboys were home, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the Seahawks were not. So, okay, anyway, but I picked uh, two of the home favorites, Dallas and um, the uh, Detroit. Lions, that yeah. did not work. Uh, Detroit did not work. Dallas worked, and then uh, I picked San Francisco on the road uh, to cover. They did, so I went two and one. But uh, you had the Packers money line. That was your big highlight, and yep. uh, they, they, that would have paid out if you would, if you would have went solo pick on the Packers money line. That would have been some you know ten dollar nice. bet would have turned into about forty bucks yeah, just like that. So, absolutely, uh, that was good. And then our high roller picks, uh, the actual <laughs> ones. I went two and two. Austin, another five hundred week for you, boy. And uh, meanwhile, you went O and so it's hard being a Husker fan, and it's even harder trying to bet on college football. It's it's ridiculous. It's very hard. Oh, easy uh, for you to say. You you got to twenty wins, twenty and sixteen this year. Which I'm, you can't tell through the podcast, but I'm smiling ear to ear right now. (laughs) I can't believe that. That's. Yeah, because if you would have told me before the season how I normally thought of myself as a better, I would have been in your group here, six twenty-five and one. <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, that's going to be me uh, this season. But uh, no, yeah, pretty good, twenty and sixteen. I'll take it. I'll, you now six twenty-five and one on your end. <sighs> I mean, you you kind of like Matt Rule and and this Husker staff. You got to take a deep dive into the off season and go, what what's going on here? What's this program yep. doing right now? Uh, we need to look and, and see if. Uh, we need to make some, uh, you know, some some substantial changes in terms of our uh, parlay high roller pick betting. Going to have to uh, bring in off someone season. off off the transfer portal, <laughs> probably to, <laughs> to turn this no, team around. We still need to do one more week of it because we, there's a championship week. There's sure. a few, uh, you know, college big college football games uh, yeah. this weekend. It's going to be tough to do the high roller one though because they should technically all be pretty close games. Yeah, we could do a uh, we could do a money line. Just any, how do we want to do a high roller pick this week? Like any money line bet against a a team that's not favored. 
Yeah, an uh, underdog is, money is, line. Is, is an underdog money line is that the new yeah. way we do that? We also have to incorporate bowl season uh, yeah, somehow. We'll find a way. But uh, yeah, so we're not we're not quite <laughs> done with our high roller picks season standings. But uh, me after the full regular season and minus like three weeks, right? When did we yeah. start this? About mid September. Yeah. So minus about three weeks, I'll take twenty and sixteen. There you so. go. There you go. Awesome. All right, we are going to wrap it up. We are going to wrap it up. And, you know, I think now that the football season, especially the Husker football season, has come to an end, this podcast is going to shift a little bit. Yeah. Going to make I, some changes to to the format, and uh, I think it's going to be for the better. Of course, when we get that breaking news that Dylan Rayola has announced that he has decommitted from Georgia <laughs> and has recommitted back to Nebraska, we'll be right on here giving you all the Kool-Aid necessary. And then once Nebraska gets the number one ride receiver – Wide receiver. That's a hard word for me to say. Uh, the it's ride wide, receiver. The ride receiver. Uh, the white, when we get that number one wide receiver in the next yeah. class, we'll be on here giving you all the Kool-Aid. That's right. And uh, when, uh, I'm mixing yeah, it up right now. Any Matt Rule quote where he says, you know, I think we can win the national championship uh, this next. We're going to be playing that as a clip. We're going to be, uh, you know, we're going to be... Uh, Getting into that clip and telling you how right he is there. That's so, right. um, no, yeah, I'm I'm so glad football's <laughs> over, uh, and I'm uh, I'm ready to get into some other sports and other topics. Absolutely. Too. But in the meantime, will we be back on Thursday? We got to be back Should. on Thursday. Why not? We'll be back on Thursday. Yeah, we'll talk. Uh, there's some interesting games coming up this week. And before we get out, too, did you yeah. see Ohio State Michigan at all on Saturday? I didn't did watch. A, yeah, it's a good game. It's a good it? game. Uh, but Michigan, uh, man, that that school has. They've been getting a lot of um, We don't need to mark the S-word, do Marking we? Marking it! Do we really? We very rarely the mark S-word? yours, so I'm going to mark it. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. 5508. This pen doesn't work. I'll remember. Michigan's been getting a lot of it, but, uh, man, that program keeps winning. So uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. 30-24, yeah. to 24, they just dominated Ohio State. It was a close game, but uh, the, the plays that mattered, Michigan won them, and now... Michigan gets to play Iowa. Ha ha. Screw you, Iowa. Have fun with that. So that's I, it. Uh, I donate plasma because my wife and I are, are, you know, we're we're trying to make smart financial decisions. So we so we donate plasma and there's this guy at the center and he's a huge Iowa fan. And he told me before uh when the moment that Iowa clinched their spot in the Big Ten championship game, he bought a ticket for the game. And he's like, Oh, now I have to go. I'm like, mm. you are gonna go watch an absolute ass kicking. <laughs> yep. For sure. And yep. it wasn't that long ago that we were talking about Nebraska. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold hey, Nebraska's on. sitting here at five and three. You know, if we beat Michigan State oh, and if we no. beat Maryland and if we beat Wisconsin and if we beat <laughs> Iowa, we're going to the Big All Ten. All of those chance. things were possible. <laughs> Don't give me this garbage. I'm like, no, oh, we were so stupid. All of it no, was possible. I know. It was right I was there. right with you. It was right there. I was there, right man. with you too. I know. Ugh. I know. I know. We were. We were just. We were dumb. We were dumb. We weren't dumb. Yeah, but we were. No, we, <laughs> we were not. Dumb. Nebraska made us look dumb. Nebraska they? made yeah. us look dumb. We were the smart ones. Yeah, Nebraska right. was the dumb one. That's right. That's right. <sighs> that's gonna do it for this week of this this, this episode of Size in the Stash. I'm Austin the Stash. You can find me on Instagram at Radio Guy Austin. He is Parker Size. What a wild episode today, man. <laughs> I have just I just angry, angry episode. Just yeah. screw Nebraska football. Screw them. <laughs> Screw them. Uh, yeah, em. you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Parker Siza. We'll see you on Thursday. Thanks so much. Bye. Peace.